Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. What's up, Craig? Doom scrolling for the last 48 hours. <laughs> and I can't stop. Watching CNN. <laughs> or I guess I had to stop for it. Well, I do have it. Yeah. Of the mail in ballots. Um, yeah. He's gonna flip Georgia. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Too no politics. Damn it. Too much politics. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no. I've done it, Craig. I talked about politics. All right. Well, we'll, we'll know if he flips Georgia <laughs> when the uh, the person who runs the website wakes up in the morning. I, I know so. he'll it, it if it's if it's happening, uh, it'll probably happen by the time you all listen to this. It just hasn't happened by the time we're recording it. Uh, uh, along same with the uh, Pennsylvania, same with Pennsylvania, and yeah. I, I would say I, this is my break from CNN, but I definitely have it on my external monitor right now. <laughs> yeah, I have SportsCenter on. Uh, we were talking about this before we well, got you're on. You're smarter I, than I am. <laughs> I have, I have had to, uh, I have had to avoid things because I, I just, it's not good for my mental health, man. I've, I've tried. You know, one thing about the, this COVID situation is, I, I have. Boy, have I tried really hard to be mindful of my mental health because it's uh, that's not something I've always thought a lot about. But my goodness, uh, I've learned that I need to pay a lot of attention (laughs) to it. And uh, and and just a couple of hours of coverage on Tuesday was uh, was enough to send me over the edge. So I've I've learned to stay mostly away from it. I've relied on you and uh, and my other uh, Coug Center friends to update me through Slack so that I can kind of see. You know, I could just I get all my updates there, and that's actually that's yeah. better yeah. than the, the Cook Center and... Slack is basically uh, an election update. It's like a, you, it's election update. You pretty center. much get every election yeah. update. Uh, uh, you just... Pretty much all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> oh look, it's a Georgia updated and Pennsylvania updated. It's how many votes does he? You know, how many how many of these votes and what and percentage you get, is coming in and how many our, of these uh... does he need to cross the threshold and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get our uh, junior analysis and all that stuff. It's pretty hilarious to watch. I love it. You guys are great. Yeah, so this is Podcast Versus Everyone. Um, uh, Not an election podcast. Uh, All the stuff we're saying is going to be dated by probably by the time you listen to this. Um, But uh, I'm Craig Powers. With me is the uh, mentally taken care of Jeff (laughs) Neusser. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'm a little better well, off than I was. Attempted, attempted. Yeah, attempted. I'm better off than I was two days ago. I can I can definitely say that with a high degree of confidence. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, what's big about this week? I mm. I mean, there's the election, but there's mm. something else. What else I is can't happening? remember anymore. I've just Man. been watching CNN for too long. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell you because I've been writing my ass off this week for Coog Center, which is something I haven't done in about, I don't know, seven months, eight months. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've just what, been trying to write. What are you writing about? Well, writing about, you know, football season. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
The Washington Woo. State Cougars are playing a football game on Saturday night. They are. It's the it's the next to last game of the day. On uh, as on is intended. That's right. That's right. In case you haven't been that. staying up late enough all week, yep, you get one more night on Saturday where you get to stay up until you know 11 p.m. I am a little mad that we there was supposed to be a WSU um, a WSU uh, game in Pullman on Halloween this year, if I remember right. And I think that's right. And Halloween, like the the one the worst one of the you know the worst travest, travesties of the pandemic. Is that not only was Halloween on a Saturday this year, it was on a Saturday, which is also Daylight Savings. So you get like, or the end of Daylight Savings. <laughs> yeah. So you get an extra hour. Like, I remember in Pullman when I, when I went to WSU, like, yeah, I was at Valhalla. And when that extra hour hit, you're like, hell yeah. It just went from two to one again. We get another hour. <laughs> but we were robbed of that this year. We, yes. WSU, it definitely would have been a 730 game. And then yep. you get that extra hour to to drink afterwards, but we didn't get it. So and November seventh, costumes and all the all the costumes. And... The last the last Halloween one was that rainy Stanford game. Yep, yep, I remember that. Which I remember. I think started tailgating very early for that. Um, that was a very long day, uh, and Christian McCaffrey fumbled. Um, still, still, and, uh, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, so we didn't get that, but we do have WSU at the Halloween colored Oregon State on yeah. November seventh. Um, at at an empty Reeser Stadium. You don't yeah. have those those loud but I'm sure they'll still have that incredibly obnoxious chainsaw, chainsaw. which is the enemy of like <laughs> the chainsaw, which is like the it's it's the robotization of the beaver. <laughs> uh, they'll use chainsaws, I think, to cle- clear out dams. Like, yeah, I think I think that's how that works. I don't, I don't get it. Beavers cut down trees with their big ass front teeth, and yeah. someone was like, "Well, that looks good. What if we put gasoline inside of a machine <laughs> that has this chain sh- that runs around, kind of a blade shape? What what yeah. if we did that?" And they're like, "Oh, that's way more efficient than a beaver." Fuck beavers. We don't need beavers anymore. It's weird. Yeah. I don't and know. It's, Maybe and it's really goddamn annoying. I'll bet people think the same thing about us when we play the Jaws theme song and then clap our hands like the alligator. But chomp. the Jaws theme song does not reach that pitch. Like that it's that true. incredibly it's annoying. True. It's not pitch. as obnoxious. That, that like you true. don't even you barely hear it when you're watching it on TV, but man, you don't because I'm pretty sure Oregon State plays that every time they get a first down. It's like stop it's like why yeah stop that's your mortal enemy stop doesn't really work that way but anyways yeah football game there's football a football game. game and we uh we know who the quarterback is gonna be for washington state in that game we do and it is a true freshman it is Jaden delora that's crazy like, I, I'll, you know, we talked about this last week. I did not expect that. Isn't it kind of crazy that Mike Leach recruited, like, Nick Rolovich's dream quarterback? <laughs> it's super crazy. It's like he knew. He's like, look, I'm going to leave at the end of this season. Yeah. And I'm going to tell them to hire Nick Rolovich, which he kind of did. He did He did suggest him. I, yeah. it, but not that he told him. But, but then he just recruited the quarterback that Rolovich wanted but was definitely not going to get at Hawaii. 
And then Rolovich comes here and he's got him and, you know, he's plays the best in scrimmages and had played this offense when he was in high school and he's, yeah. you know, he's got a little wiggle to him. He can move and he can, he can throw and Hey, let's do it. Seven game season. No one's eligibility counts. Let's roll with the true freshman, man. Yeah. I, you know, it seems like he also won some people over with his leadership too. I mean, you know, it's all reading between the lines and trying to, you know, divine stuff from tea leaves or whatever, but um, but you know, it just seemed like that, that was, that was a high point when they, when they talked about when Rolovich talked about the, what, what he brought to the table and, um, you know, when other offensive players talked about how he was doing, you know, one of the things they talked about was his maturity and his composure. And, you know, and this is maybe one of those things where, you know, he benefited f- from COVID in the sense it may be a couple different ways, you know, so one, you know, obviously the short prep time and and his familiarity with the run and shoot you know i mean everybody you know the st louis high school in hawaii runs the run and shoot not a shock because they 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 almost i mean this is gonna sound weird but they almost basically have a pipeline up through that high school to the university of hawaii so it's like you know it's it's not it's not weird that they run the exact same offense and um, as far as i know you know the high school and the college coaches on that island are pretty tight and just just kind of all that stuff so it's like hawaii is a very tight-knit uh, place and community and everybody kind of helps everybody and you know, whatever. So, okay. So there's that piece the the, the, you know, the sort of the short preparation, the familiarity with the offense, there's that, but I also maybe wonder a little bit about things like, you know, if, if Dolores shows up on campus in July, like normal, and then camp starts, you know, in the middle of, you know, at the beginning of August, right. And then runs up to the beginning of September. I mean, you know, does he have as much time as maybe is necessary to, you know, convince his teammates that he can do the job and convince the coaches that he's actually mature enough to handle it and all those things versus what happened this time, which is he probably showed up in mid-July and right like months go by of him working out with the team and. Um, you know, hanging out with the other players and, and being in that quarterback room mm-hmm. and, you know, just all of the stuff that goes along with um, sort of leadership. You know, I, I would imagine it'd be much more difficult for a true freshman to show up and a couple weeks later embark on the, you know, the journey of trying to win this job versus showing up and then, you know, two months later, maybe three, you know, two and a half months later uh, embarking on that journey. So, um, you know, maybe he benefited a little bit in that way. I mean, of course we're all just, you know, we're just talking out of our ass. I mean, this is all just, right. <laughs> I mean, we, look, we have no idea, but you know, trying to figure out how it happened. Um, you know, I, I think it's probably almost as simple as he was just better. And, you know, I, you know, you can take one, you can go right. one or two directions with that. Right. You can be like, Oh man, the guy took care of the ball better. Like you can say, he took care of the ball better, and like, and you know, we talked about last week about who how Cameron Cooper has kind of shown the propensity to give the ball away. Yep. And in the limited times that we've in the limited time that we've seen him, I mean, it's all been practice games. Yeah, but But still, it's but it's been frequent. Yeah. So sorry, I cut you off. No, it's okay. And then it's you know, I just. you know, I, I suppose you could look at it as, you know, well, why, why, you know, these guys who we think are really good, you know, why, 
why weren't they able to win the job? Well, I, why, why not flip it around the other way and say, well, if you think they're really good, then wow, look at what this freshman did, right? I, I think right. I'd rather lean that direction, at least until proven otherwise. But Can we just be positive? Here? Yeah, like I definitely <laughs> want to lean that direction. And if, if, you know, if he comes out and lays a giant turd, then then fine. But, um, but you know, I, I think I mentioned this last week. I mean, I, I know for a fact that Leach and his staff were high on Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a little less, uh, you know, I heard a little less buzz about Cruz. Not not that they weren't high on him, but it just was like, you know, I was like, hey, what about Cooper? And they're like, oh, yeah, they really like him. You know, they really, really like him. And the, and the time that I got the brief time that I got to spend around uh, the quarterbacks and Leach and, and in that quarterback room, um, you know, you could just tell. Like, you could tell that, that you know, they were not they were paying special attention to him, but you could tell that they were investing, you know, a little bit in him um, that they kind of thought you know, he was the guy. So coming up and not that that guaranteed anything, but I, I just know that they liked his, his potential and, right. and his ability. And so, um, you know, if he wasn't able to win the job, then to me that says, all right, you know, a guy that's, it's pretty damn talented, um, you know, got beat out. And to me, you know, that's okay. And it's not like this was some dude just like, you know, some, you know, it's uh, like, it's not like this is Luke Falk, walking in as a walk-on and winning the job, right? Yeah. I mean, that would freak me out. I'd be like, you know, and I know Luke Falk turned out great, but if a high school kid shows up and is able, a high school walk-on shows up and is able to win the job out of the gate, you're either thinking like, well, how in the hell did that guy get missed? Or everybody else sucks, actually. Um, you know, Delore is a guy who 24-7 rated as a four-star recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a composite three-star, which meant that rivals in ESPN didn't have him rated as high. But 24-7 thought he was a four-star guy. And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, to me, that that, that means something. So um, so I feel good about it. I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, oh, yeah, excited absolutely. To watch. Yeah, I'm excited, you know. We we got a little glimpse of what 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 you can do, um, you know, with Gardner Minshew when a quarterback can move a little bit and can mm-hmm. pick up some yards. Um, and I think so that should be fun. I, we talked about this last week. He's more than, in terms of running the ball, he's more than Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew yeah, is a scrambler. Sure. Yep. Uh, he's he's a guy that can extend the pocket, and then you know if 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 he's got some space, he'll pick up some yards, and and he's got enough athleticism to kind of you know make a make a move and stuff. But like Jaden Delora is a, a legit like running threat, and 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 like you talked about last week, uh, even even uh, the guy from Hawaii that got drafted this year, I can't, I can't remember his name, but he 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 ran the ball um, for Rolovich last year, and so like in the last couple of years, so that he, he in the run and shoot, the quarterback can be called on to run the ball. And so maybe that's, you know, that's part of why he won the job too. But he also seemed to be throwing the ball better too. So um, than the other guys, at least in, you know, the, the limited amount of uh, <laughs> stats we have from scrimmages or yeah. whatever, but Hey, he well, won the job and I he did. And Hey, I mean, a, a kid that we brought in and who was, you know, fairly high rated, who got some definitely late interest. He was, and he also didn't start until he was older. Yeah. He started um, when he was a junior. I mean, cause yeah, like, I mean, like this is a, this is a, a legit high school, like to a tug of, tug of, I don't know yes. how you say his last yes, name. Yes, you got it. It's from there. Jason Gessler's from there. Like this, there's like, um, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Like there's, yep. this is, this is a legit high school. Yeah, this legit. is not, this is not, this is not some random tiny high school this guy comes nope. from. So like there's competition. National powerhouse. This national is national powerhouse. powerhouse. Yeah. And so like he had to earn a job and he did. And 
and once he did, he started getting more interest because he actually was playing. And people, because if, if you're in Hawaii, like no one's going to notice like the backup kid, like especially in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, but once he started getting noticed, he got more interest. WSU got him. Um, and it may turn out that he is great. And, and maybe it turns out that this might work out really well. Um, do now. What do you think about him in, a, in the very first game of his life? Uh, I, I will say, I, 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 it's hard for me to imagine the Oregon State defense being very good this year. Um, they were even worse than WSU's defense last year, um, which is crazy pants. Which is crazy. Um, so I, 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 I. I, I think like as far as like uh, if you you don't get to play you know an FCS team you don't get to play you know a Mountain West team or whatever to start but you do like in terms of playing a conference opponent this is probably in terms of a, a quarterback playing a defense this is about as soft of a defensive landing as you should get I mean I. I I, it's just an assumption on my part. Maybe they come out and they're going to be amazing this year, but I don't know. Um, they will have they will have their uh, pass rusher back who did yeah. not play against us last year, and I his name completely escapes me. Rashad. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure, that sounds great. Uh, whatever his name is, and the, you know that's that's some great. Podcast yeah, I think he's right a uh, preseason all pack. Yeah, 12, yeah so. so really, really good player who didn't play against us last year. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, it's I, I think they're they're sort of trying to do the same thing with their defense that we're doing with ours, which is trying to talk yourself into they're going to magically get better. You know, with mm-hmm. mostly the same guys, and yeah. you know, and that's. That's a tall ask. That's a tough order. You know, I mean, that's uh, for us. I, I think maybe it's a little easier to talk yourself into it because you got a new coaching staff and it seemed like dysfunction was such a major part of it last year. But um, for Delora, yeah, I mean, it's this is as soft a landing as you can get out. It's outside of maybe Arizona. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and and I, I mean, I guess you could say maybe Colorado. Like, like, I guess these are those are kind of the three that you know, you feel like would be pretty soft landings for, for a quarterback in terms of his opponent. So, um, and not just the overall quality, but the defense in particular. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Really excited to watch him go really excited to kind of watch the run and shoot in action. Um, you know, when they dip down to 65 or 70% passing, it's going to feel like all of a sudden we transition to the wishbone or something. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Like it's gonna it, be that's, super weird. that's going to be really well. And it's really going to be weird not to see the linemen like, three yeah. yards apart yeah, yeah. and then it's like you know and it's it's there's gonna be a lot of stuff and like it's it's gonna be weird because like we're just so trained with the air raid we know all the routes we know like everything looks similar like every play that happens is a play you've seen a hundred times before and so you're like oh i'm used to this but it's we're like just a warm blanket yeah but i just this just it's gonna be wild like because like yeah. you know like we've talked about watching mississippi state and like all that right this this looks like what I know, and <laughs> exactly. but but now it's going to be different, which is kind of it's exciting to me. Like it's fun, yeah. exciting, new quarterback, new new everything. Like uh, you know, new offense, obviously not new everything. Like mostly, the, uh, there's a ton of offensive guys that you know, tons of, tons of linemen, tons of skill guys that we will definitely know. Um, that but uh, but yeah, new offense and all that. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting, and and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously. 
Um, he's got uh, Jameer Calvin playing on the outside, which will be very fun. Like uh, that, he's definitely had the athleticism to play yeah. on the outside. I'm hoping I'm, that ends up being sort of a Gabe Marks looking thing. You know, I, I that's exactly who I thought, except faster. You know, like, yeah. uh, uh, but uh, if because. Calvin is definitely has always shown athleticism um, in, in the air raid. He probably just because of his height, like they they kind of they had some big guys on the outside. They yep. slot him in the yep. in the inside uh, because they were so stacked, really, of wide receivers. And uh, but I, you know, he always looked like a guy that could definitely play on the outside because of his yep. speed, his athleticism. Um, I, I'm really excited to see that. You know, and we still got Renard Bell uh calvin jackson coming back and all that you know so that obviously max borgie yep. um and so he's got he'll have weapons he should have pretty de- decent offensive line um you know we'll see about liam ryan that second year at left tackle you know hopefully <laughs> hopefully he's he's figured some you know, so. figure a little more out maybe it'll be a little bit easier well, not being yeah. on that island he is in yep, and yep. as as a you know in the air raid Everyone's one on one. Everyone's one on ones. Yeah. They're they're not double teaming anybody, and so yep. he I was might just be able about to, to say that. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be asked to drop back, you know, fifty, sixty times a game. Uh, that's just not going to. Yeah, be that, that 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 left tackle that that leg kick over yeah. and over and yeah. over again. You know, that's got to be yep. exhausting. But yeah, and so, you know, and I I don't again. That's you can kind of go two different directions, right? You can be like, well, either. Uh, either it's maybe not good that they didn't have anybody who could beat him out or, you know, again, maybe he's, um, he's improved and maybe, uh, being in this sort of a setup versus, you know, just, you know, again, uh, doing that, you know, vertical set, you know, 65 times a game, uh, you know, maybe just not having to do that 65 times a game makes him more effective. I mean, we, I, th- I think there was a sense that he was a better run blocker than a pass blocker anyway. So uh, yeah, he definitely seemed a lot better when he was playing inside. Yeah, for sure. so when maybe he, getting him yeah. in tight, you know, which is you know the way the offensive line is going to be set up now with those normal splits. Um, you know, maybe those things, maybe those things all help. So I guess I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. And as ter- as far as yeah, Oregon State's defense goes, it's a lot of the same guys that they, they, you know, the a lot of the same guys we saw last year. But like you said, um, they have Hamilcar Rashad is is playing. He's very talented. There we go. That's right. That he's got. Yeah. That Awesome first. Name. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's very talented. Uh, uh, big. Uh, he, they have a list as an outside linebacker. He's more of a rush rush guy. Um, uh, at least like unless they change the way they use him, that would be nuts. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a prototypical size six four two forty five. Like he's he's a, he's a he's a rush guy. Like he's yeah. he's gonna probably you know get his hands on Jaden a, a couple times it's a, um but yeah other than that you know they're returning the same secondary really mostly and they're returning a lot of the other guys um yeah maybe they get better you know like you know returning is good and and maybe they're better and and maybe another year under uh under the coach who is uh escaping god damn it um the um, the uh, former UW assistant coach Jonathan Smith Jonathan Smith thank you um, that uh, maybe another year under them they're 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 doing a little better although he's more you know offensively inclined but um, yeah but let's let's look at the other side you know um, Jamar Jefferson is still there uh, he has definitely ran over the Cougs oh, before um, 
multiple times. <laughs> like Nightmares. He, let's see. I think he had a four or five touchdown game against the Cougs and Corvallis. And then last year, uh, definitely had some big TDs. Um, so he's, I can't believe he's only a junior, man. Like, but he's a grinder. He's, he's, I, I imagine, especially with, uh, Tristan Gebbia, who doesn't have a ton of experience, like it hasn't been super good. Um, he, he'll probably, they'll probably lean on Jefferson quite a bit is, is my guess. Um, just cause he is very good and big and, and WSU, obviously small, small defensive line as usual. And, uh, um, but, uh, we can talk about that in a sec. It was a very good piece that, uh, Zane did. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you know, I expect them to maybe, yeah, but they, they ran the ball, but they ran the ball, you know, probably less last year than they, than they have in the past but they've lost some of their talent in the in the in the passing game and so i i would expect you know come off the bat with a, a less experienced quarterback um who's really only thrown yeah you know, he I, I don't know like he hasn't played much he's so he threw 60 passes last year i was like i know he's played but he's not a lot but um you know i, I expect them to run ball he can run the ball a little bit too um, I should note that. Um, so he's, he's, he can move a little bit. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, definitely have nightmares of Jamar Jefferson. So he's the person I'm, you know, who I focus on. They got those big ass tight ends too. Um, I don't know if, uh, very clearly in my mind. Um, I think it was Tegan Quatoriano is, it, it, I think it was him 84 that, that, uh, that Luton went for to try to get that fourth down right before yeah. WSU went and won. And he, you just looked at him like, Oh God, he, he's singled up on our guy. He's a thousand feet tall. He's six, six. There's no way. And then thank you, Luton. You overthrew him. And, <laughs> yep. um, and then uh, WSU kept that. What is it? Five, five alive. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I think their offense should probably be pretty solid. Uh, even, even with the new quarterback. So that, you know, that could give us trouble. Yeah. He was a highly regarded recruit. Yeah. Um, you know, so there was that. I mean, he's a four-star kid. Uh, WSU recruited him, although I don't think we were. Of course, were he's ready. a redshirt junior now and is like yeah. barely played. So who knows how yeah. good well, he, he actually originally is. Went to, he originally went to Nebraska. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. And then uh, originally went to Nebraska and then transferred to Oregon State. So, um, so there, there's that piece. He, uh, like I said, four-star recruit in high school. Uh, like I said, committed to Nebraska. Didn't uh, I don't know the whole story there, but obviously things didn't work out in, in Nebraska, and um, ended up you know coming out to Corvallis, where um, Johnson Jonathan Smith has shown a little bit of propensity to to work with sort of reclamation uh, projects a little bit, or, or second basically transfer guys and have yeah. some success. I mean, so, I think that's pretty smart. Um, but, yeah, for him, yeah but, I mean, yeah. Gebby is not that big of a kid. Uh, you know, six, three, about 200, uh, not a huge kid. Uh, got a good arm, not a great arm. It seems like, yeah. uh, just on what I was reading, reading up on him this morning, seems like his arms, maybe not as good as Luton, uh, not able to push just the from, ball. What I remember watching him play is he's just, he looks a bit scrawny and yeah. he just looked young and yeah. I guess he's not young anymore. So, you know, Redshirt Jr. is a time for a quarterback that really could take a step forward, to be yeah. honest. But, but I feel I feel pretty good about the fact that um, 
you know, they're turning over more important positions than we are. Yeah. If that makes sense with their offense. I mean, I Absolutely. think we both, I think we both agree that the de- both the defenses are going to be probably not great. Um, and I, I think- mean, let's, let's say like WSU is turning over, like lost many top receivers or whatever, but we know that because so many guys got time. Right. We know so many guys. WSU. Like yep. so many receivers got time, we know that the guys coming back are good, and then yep. we get we, and then we get Jameer play. Calvin we know what back, they can which do. is huge. Yep. And and so yeah, but they lost Isaiah Hodgins, who was was a their huge offense. huge piece of their. <laughs> he was their passing year. game. Yeah, he was their passing game, and yeah, and it, it, it so they they'll have to adjust to that. Like the WSU. It, you know, didn't focus on any one guy that much. Yep. And so um, I will say. And then their quarterback, too. So I, I will, think it yeah. ultimately comes down to what you talked about and first, they, which they is do have, running attack. They have Jefferson back. They yep. did lose their kind of sprint back, um, Pierce. Like, so they don't have him. Um, and he was he was the kind of, you know, like the the quick part of the the he he got time because jefferson was often hurt right but then he kind of proved himself to be very good in his own right and and so he they don't have that kind of the one two as much i mean maybe the backup is baylor is you know better than he's shown shown in the past like we'll get more time obviously um but but i but i think that you know they've, they've lost some guys um so yeah, we'll see. I mean, they do have, they have some, some, they have a couple redshirt seniors on their offensive line, uh, redshirt junior, um, but they do have a redshirt frosh starting at left tackle. So we'll see what Joshua Gray has, uh, you know, up against our. Uh, yeah, we'll see what Ron Stone can do to that guy. Yeah, come on, Ron Stone. Um, so interesting. Yeah. He, out of high school, out of high school, he was a three star. And he was 6'5", 233 coming out of high school. And now he is listed at uh, 6'4", 289. So he shrunk an inch and gained 50 pounds. Uh. He's their own little Andre Dillard. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, he's, uh, let's see, three-star. You know, just just your classic uh, WSU, Oregon State offensive line recruit, I would say. Oh, he's from Rancho Cucamonga, so we know that high school well. Yes, we do. Um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, I don't know. Like that, that's actually interesting. Uh, Ron Stone is—it's is, a whole lot of I don't know, right? Yeah, like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, like everything we say, it's like I don't know. Like we're just—we are literally just making shit up right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I, one, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. But there's write, only so much we can know, well, right? And like, all I, mean, I didn't write my extensive preview this week. I've, I've had a lot of other stuff going on. I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I mean, do everything it. is just. But like, but like it's. We're all. We're just guessing yeah. at everything right now. Well, yeah. Know? So my first game of the year is, is um, is like always, like really hard to preview because you just you don't have really that much idea but usually it's like freaking like northwest louisiana south uh tech and so it's like whatever they're just still gonna be yeah i mean whatever we're gonna kill them anyway 
Yeah, and so or or we're gonna lose to them in devastating fashion. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you know. Well, you know that too. Um but uh but yeah, so it's like so this is really hard and um yeah, so it's 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 hard to it's hard to say. Uh I you know, I still I have Jamar Jefferson nightmares and even though we've beat we haven't lost to him, but he he like specifically has made it a lot harder to beat Oregon State the last yep. few years. So yep. um but yeah, Gebbia, you know, I've watched him play a couple times because like Luton would get injured or whatever. Like he was always kind of injured or whatever. And and so he didn't. But yeah, yeah, nothing was super impressive. He did seem a lot more mobile than Luton is. And um, so I think we'll see a lot more of that. Uh, but yeah, if we look at WC's defense, though, like, are we ex- like, I don't know, like Oregon State's lost a lot. WSU hasn't lost a ton on defense, but also, <laughs> but also, <laughs> I mean, what they're returning hasn't impressed very yeah. much. So I, I'm hopeful about the secondary. Like that's that's yeah. the area where I'm actually legitimately hopeful for some pretty significant improvement. Um, you know, you did you do bring in Jalen Watson, who yes. uh, if that's a name that people don't know yet, that's a name you should know. Because that's uh, he's a guy who uh, USC tried to take twice and academics got in the way both times. <laughs> uh, and so we will gladly, gladly take the kid who can't get into USC. Uh, he's a 6'3", 190 corner. A lowly public school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. So, <laughs> uh, so 6'3", 190 corner. You know, you feel good about that. George Hicks. Um, and look, let, let's be real, too. Like we have we have a pretty decent track record of guys who were either bad or even just okay um, on defense who suddenly got just a lot, lot better as seniors. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly in the secondary. I mean, I think of a guy like, uh, you know, and again, this is this going to be like the most backhanded of compliments ever, so apologies in advance if any of these guys are listening. But, I'm waiting for the game. <laughs> I know. DeMonte Horton is one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the big one. You know, where just was, was you know, pretty. He he just figured out his. Not he, good. He, he figured out, like, he just figured out what he can do. And what yeah. he can do is read the quarterback's eyes. And that's what he yeah. can do. So, like. But you know what? If you can get yourself in the right position, even if you're not the fastest guy, not be out of position, then, you know, you can accomplish a lot. And and he was that guy. And, it, and really experience is, is really the only way. You can get there. You know, I think of a guy like um, Alex. And honestly, I think like Like, if you're you're talking about a guy like Hicks, like he's shown, uh, you know, flashes of decency, like uh, flashes of decent. Exactly the guy I'm talking about. I think there was times there was times like he was the best corner in some games. Like and you were like, why isn't this guy playing all the time? Like he's pretty damn good. Like, yeah. So I have a lot of hope that he could actually be really good. Um, Daniel Isom, if he is like stuck at safety this time you know again yeah not flipping back and forth yeah you know he's He's a he's a rangy he's their free safety so he's a rangy got the size yeah yeah you know i mean he's solid size you know six foot 200 which i think is a little bigger actually than what he played at last year i can't say that for sure but i want to he's a little yeah probably stronger he may have been about 190 played about 190 last year um tyrese ross if he's got his shit together like that dude hits like a ton of bricks right so yeah um, so he could be exciting. I mean, I, I just think there's there's reason to think that the secondary and maybe I'll end up looking like a fool, but <laughs> probably, you know, probably. But uh, but I think there's reasons. That's to what think we're here that, for. 
you know, I mean, you know, Jalen Watson, again, super talented. Daniel Isom is a redshirt senior. George Hicks is a senior. Um, Tyrese Ross showed flashes last year. So, and I think you're going to see all of these guys play. I mean, the backups, Derek Langford, Amarni Archie, uh, Chad Davis, Shaw Smith-Wade. I mean, all these guys are going to play anyway. So, you know, who knows? But, uh, but, but I have, I have hope there. Uh, the linebackers, uh, you know, I think Jihad will be himself, which is great. But um, Justice Rogers is currently still the starter at middle linebacker, which again, maybe I should just apply my logic yeah. here. He's going to be a redshirt senior, so maybe instead maybe, of Brown. Maybe things get better. Travian Brown, yeah. Yeah, and that is not an or situation, right? Like there are yeah, lots of there's no or. Here. There's this lots of ors or. listed. Not as many as a leech offense, but there's definitely a lot of ors uh, listed. And On but defense, like yeah. Travian Brown's that you know that guy that you're like, all right, like he's got that size, athleticism, and he's even bigger this year. He's two thirty three. Yeah, he's he's oh. a beast. You know, oh. um, he's like he's like a guy like this guy could play in the NFL on some day, but. Yeah. But maybe Justice Rogers figured it out, man. Maybe I hope he figured so. it out. I you mean, know, I guess... uh, what we talked about with him before is it, his just ability, like, to do what he's supposed to do on, yeah. like, to to you know, to hit the hole he's supposed to hit, to like, to you know, to to, to do and actually finish a tackle and finish a tackle, like, it, and we know he's athletic too. Like he, you know, he he's an athletic guy. He's just. Uh, in the wrong place often or misses the tackle or whatever. Yep. 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 I'm, he overruns a gap or whatever. S- like side note, I'm going to give uh sorry if, you know, one of the, you know, one of the WSU uh, interns is listening right now, but I'm going to give the, the, uh, the lean to WSU uh, or to OSU on the game notes. Uh, <laughs> ours is long and has a lot of stats from last year and a lot of stuff that you just don't need. Um, but yeah, so sorry. Sorry. That was my aside. Um, I'm just scrolling through it and I'm like, okay, cool. All of our starting lineups from 2019 are here. Very helpful. Very helpful information right here. So some guy named Gordon started every game at QB last year. You think he'll be playing this year or yeah. what? You know? No, probably not important. Also, by the way, just while I'm looking at this, um, Dion McIntosh is listed as the H for the game against UC- like the starting H for the game against UCLA last year. <laughs> Which that may have happened, you know, that very well, like he could have split out, like maybe it could have been a two back and he split out something like that. That's but probably that is, what it was. We probably that, started with two backs. Yeah, because like it's Bell, 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 and then like just against UCLA, McIntosh. Yeah, I mean, the re- by the way, the reason why that position is called H is because it used to be a it halfback. used to be yeah, it used to be a halfback. Yeah, yeah it used to be a halfback in the in the air raid, and so then it then eventually just because they would always run two two running backs, and then eventually it became four wide receivers all the time, and they just stayed with the H. So. Yeah, the more you know, the more you know. like you can't. Still no tight ends though. Nobody cares about the air raid anymore. Nobody cares. Yeah, still no tight ends though. We're still in the no run and shoot. Ends. Still no tight ends. Not anymore. All you people clamoring for your next Jed Collins. No, Ain't not happening. gonna happen. Nope. No, in fact, if anything, they're gonna get smaller. 
So, I mean, you look at what we got now. I mean, our wide receivers right now, okay, our only... Run and shoot, typically very small receivers. Our only wide receivers over six feet tall are walk-on Lucas Bacon, the backup at X, and I mean, he's walk-on, and he's the backup at X, if that makes you feel Wilkerson is Jay Wilkerson signed last year, but he's also a freshman. Yep. 6'1". So, those those are our two guys at six feet tall. Everybody else... Calvin Jackson, 5'10", Bernard Bell, 5'8", Joey Hobart, 5'11". Uh, right. You know, by the way, you know all of these are are overshot by at least an inch. Oh, you for know sure. That, you know what that is. So, Travell oh, We've Harris, seen five, Bernard nine. Bell. He's not even 5'9", or whatever they list him yeah. as. says he's 5'8". I, I would buy that he's 5'8". Okay. He's just like, uh, he, he seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't, who'd be like, okay with, just, hey, I'm 5'8". It's cool. You know? Joey Hobart, 5'11". I'll bet he's 5'10", tops. Oh, yeah. That's Unless just, he grew. Uh, but I'm I, just like, that seems, when you when someone says they're 5'11", it means they're really like probably 5'10 or 5'9". Because if they're 5'11", they'll say they're 6 foot. If they're 5'11", time. they'll say 6 foot. Exactly. Every exactly. 5'11", guys, you know. Yep. And if they're 6 feet. 5'9", guys, you know. If they say they're 6 foot, they're probably 5'11", except for me, I'm actually 6 foot. If I say I'm 6'5", I, that is what I am. I'm not trying to lie. That's... <laughs> You are definitely not lying about being six five. That's for sure. Um, so let's we're 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 due for a break. So let's get into. Uh, well, should we predict first, or do we want to save that till the let, end? No, let's predict right now. Okay. okay. This, oh my this god, is our, we've talked for forty minutes already. Yeah, this is oh, our geez. game preview part. So we'll Ugh. predict right now. We won't make them wait until yeah. the end after we talk okay. about basketball and beer yeah, and yeah. shit. Um, so. I have no fucking clue. Like, not even a fucking clue. So, I'm just... Uh, I, I think the line started at Cougs minus three. I think it's minus it did, one now. which was wild. I think it's still minus one. or, or it, it And it dropped. Like, it dropped fast. We we are the underdogs now. It's, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're like, we're like Cougs plus two or plus one and a half, depending on where you look. But. Fuck that. Yeah. Cougs. Cougs. Two. 20 just awkwardly cougs 29 beeves yeah. awkwardly 23 somehow yeah safety's thinking, abound yeah. i'm thinking something like i'm thinking like 31 27 or something like that cougs, cougs or beeves the one thing cougs the one thing i feel fairly confident we're going about, cougs everyone yeah of course roll of itch one and oh yeah. Um, the one thing that I felt actually reasonably confident about when I was like looking, so I'm doing these like these uh, gambling picks with with PJ's uh, Gambletron, and and you know I looked at the over under for WSU uh, OSU, and it was sixty five and a half, and I was like, I that's big. That's big, and you got two. I I know the defense a brand is terrible, new offense, but, yeah, a deep, brand an new offense, offense that the lost and, their two best, two most important yeah. players, quarterback and wide receiver. I mean, I know the defenses were bad last year, but I mean, you're, sixty-five and a half. I mean, you're talking a, a game that's like you know 35-31. Like I just I can't, and and that's like the the break even, right? Like I, I man, I don't know if I can see. That's to me, that's a that's that's a high number. I, I feel really good about it being less i mean i don't know it's it's not gonna be low scoring i don't think but it also would not shock me in the slightest if um it would not shock me in the slice if both teams end up in the 20s so yeah so let me just think about something here um so we know leach lost his first game we all remember that game very well (laughs) 
Um, yes, we Which do. I actually didn't. I had forgotten about it, and someone reminded me of it the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was shit. Um, it was. So was Doba's first game the Notre Dame game? Or was it... Did we play Idaho first? I can't remember. Oh, we played Idaho first. So yeah, Doba started sure one and... Doba started his career one and zero. Doba did Leech, start one and zero. Leach did not start. Leach started yeah. 0 and one Yeah. So... Kukfin had a story about... Um, that 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 there's not been a coach to start one and zero on the with a game on the road since like Warren Powers or something uh, in the seventies. So what a, there you yeah, go. Who, I mean, with a great last name who stuck around very yeah. shortly at WSU. Yeah. I think it was like two seasons, maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, great last name. Um, so let's, you know, here's to Rolovich getting that weird yeah. first November 7th win um, <laughs> in, in like in like 50 years. Like there's some nerds like us, like going through the seasons and they're like, what the fuck was this year? Like, like when we look at, at like the 1907 years and they're, they played like six games and like two of them were against high schools and like whatever. Like they're going to be like, why did they just play seven games? Yep. Oh, 2020. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully only this year. <laughs> yeah. No, um but uh but yeah, um I I I don't think we're going to win or but it's more like I don't know. Like I and I'm so I'm just going to roll with we're we're both in transition. We're probably in a bigger transition, but I also think WSU is more talented. Yes. Overall? I think so. So I'm just going to roll with that. Like, and yeah. so Coogs by six, or, you know, Jack Thompson says Coogs by 50, but I don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> Yeah, that seems a little far-fetched. But, but I do love that he says that. So. I do, too. It's great. That's one of my favorite Twitter things, because Twitter mostly sucks now. But uh, Mostly. Yeah. All right. Mostly. So we both got the Coogs, Jeff. 31-27, Jeff. 29-23 for me. Let's yeah. get some weirdness in on this Rolovich, Rolovich uh, first game. Okay, so let's take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Coog basketball. We're going to talk about U-Dub's first game. <laughs> and uh, then we'll be done. So All right. talk to you soon. And we're back. Dude, this has been a really good time uh, for us to podcast because there's like been nothing happened. No numbers updated. I'm wondering if everyone went to sleep. Maybe I'm just yeah. going to be staying up late for no reason tonight. I mean, we're waiting like, on the night. East Coast and it's yeah. what time? I don't know. 1 a.m. on the East Coast right yeah, exactly. now? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, um, you drinking a beer? I am. I have a, a, a bubble wrap hazy IPA from the Crux Fermentation Project. The One Crux of my favorite Fermentation breweries. Project. This is, a, as they say, a limited release Hazy India Pale Ale. So there you go. It's it's limited, which means it's very exclusive. Yeah. Um, With Crux, that means it's like probably not that limited. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I mean, I got it at Costco. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, limited release that so you could only get limited. at your favorite giant box yeah. store. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's solid. It's solid. It says it's. Uh, let's see what. How does it say? Dangerously delicious. This hazy drinks clean and keeps it, you coming back. For is more. it dangerously delicious, Joe? No, I mean it's uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I, I'm I don't, sure they don't they don't make bad beer. Yeah, but I don't think I would call it dangerously delicious. I mean, it's your pretty. You know, I mean, it's. 
I, I know this is going to sound like, I don't know, like, like with most hazies, it's, you know, if you've had one, you've had most of them. Oh yeah, um, dude. That's why I so, quit. I quit trying to chase those things. I mean, like, some of them. So like the one, the one brewery who, who I think does, you know, a tremendous job with them is Mirage. And there's, you know, they, they have a way of, I think, inserting a little personality into their different, you know, their different beers. Um, but yeah, like this is, this is your pretty standard run of the mill hazy IPA. It's, it's good. Like if you like hazies, like I do, it's, you know, it's good. So yeah, solid beer. How about you friend? Well, for, I'm going to say something. I'm reading about this bubble wrap IPA. Okay. One thing that, um, Interests me that they, they said they used whole leaf citra mosaic and galaxy hops. So typically you use pelletized or, you know, pelletized is the most common. So, I mean, I can see why it's limited. That's more expensive and, and, yeah. and messier and everything. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I, so I'm drinking, I'm actually kind of drinking between two beers. So earlier, um, as I was watching the, uh, you know, watching the, ballots come in on cnn um uh i watched the potentially these uh two states turning blue i and and the uh, areas that were turning them blue so i i was inspired i went downstairs and i got and i may have already done this beer on this podcast i don't even know um i got i got i went and grabbed a, a varietals version of black is beautiful um yes which varietal did not fuck around with it they um basically took some beers that they already had in casks and made a blend of barrel aged stouts and and added some cinnamon and vanilla um it's very tasty it's so their their um anniversary beer is pretty similar so i'm I'm sure they just kind of made a variation on that but uh cheers to them using a, a beer that they instead of you know, using a beer that they probably expected to make a lot of money on, you know, like ch- charge a high price for or whatever. Um, instead, with uh, the Black is Beautiful beers, which is, I think we've taught, we've had We did, before. we had them on. We had them um, on so we, we've had them on here before. Uh, just to recap, it was started by Weathered Souls Brewing, uh, Marcus, the brewer there. Um, basically, uh, they just, they made the, they, they, they gave a base stout recipe and they gave, um, uh, 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 they made they made a label that people could put on it, but like people didn't have to use that label. Like I uh, like the original one was just like a basic ten percent imperial stout. Um, I had one from Stoop the other night. It was like a six percent stout. Uh, we you know we've had coffee stouts, whatever. This one they went with a blend of barrel aged stouts. Um, you know, varietal in Sunnyside, the Yakima Valley. Like honestly, it's a lot braver to make a black is beautiful beer um around there than it is maybe if you're a brewery in seattle um so um cheers to them this is a very good beer um i've been drinking it tonight i also am, am riding with a with a t-dome pills from my local mm. e9 but i, I that's did one it. of my favorites yeah it's for, very for pills yeah very good pilsner um i talked about e9 a lot last week so i'm not gonna do that yeah. again but uh but yeah so that that's been just because just so i could save some of the some of the because I was drinking the black is beautiful before, so uh, I've just been trying to save some um, for when we actually talked about beer. It's very tasty. I've had it a couple times at, at this point now. Um, cheers to Varietal. I think I've talked about them before. Um, brewery out of Sunnyside that's just crushing it. Legit, one of the best breweries yeah. in Seattle is I think in my Sunnyside. Beer last week was a Varietal. Yeah, exactly. You yeah you had the Weed Wolf or something. I, it was I old. Remember. I can't remember. It was, it was it an was, old it one. It's still good. Yeah, it was the Imperial IPA. 
Yeah. Something. Well, they have a lot of those. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yes, they're but they're crushing yes, it out there. You just gotta you're you're going through you're you're smelling the dairy gold cows or whatever, and then and then you you get the varietal and they have a nice little tap room and it's good. They got a food truck and it's very good. Um. So yeah. Uh, that that's a beer. You know, we talked about beer for twenty minutes last week's, but we we'll, we'll cut it. We'll keep it short this time. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Black is beautiful. Um. So, but I did what I want to talk about was uh briefly we don't have to talk, we don't have to go into this because we'll get it more into basketball later but hey basketball has a first game first uh non-conference game um they're doing a multi-team event which they're sharing with wyoming yeah um and but about that um and wsu is starting the season on november 25th officially against texas southern in in pullman so mm. yeah and I, and I would assume the Wyoming one is in Wyoming. I forget who they're playing. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll play the other team. I don't, I don't know. I, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I do know, we do know that WSU will play Texas Texas Southern um, on uh, November 25th. And, Jeff, what we wanted to do together, because neither of us have seen it, <laughs> which is weird because we are normally like before the yeah sure Sherwood, we are, Sherwood had to give us we are a typically up. click and refresh like yeah like, is we dropped yet finally 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 this is obviously way later than it usually happens um is that Cam Pomeroy has has uploaded his first um preview basketball raids for the season and I'm clicking on it now Jeff R- roll with me okay roll with me me too. Scrolling through. So, if you remember when we had Ken Palm on, uh, we had Ken Palm on our fucking podcast. By the way, if, if you're a new listener, we yeah, had we Ken did. Pomeroy. If you oh, okay, yeah. if you're a new listener because it's football season and you have not listened to this before, the one episode I would say go back and listen to <laughs> is we had Ken Pomeroy and WSU assistant basketball coach John Andershek on. It was amazing listen to it go scroll back through your feed find it listen to that one come on it's ken pomeroy um but he said when cj if cj came back we'd we'd be our best rating since clay thompson and so that would put us roughly between the 90 ish 60 range we don't have clay thompson so or we don't have cj we don't have cj so where are we oh oh (laughs) 136. Yeah. That's not too bad. It's actually not bad as a starting point. He's only I mean, got well and in fairness this is all he would have had is Oregon State and Colorado. Yeah, there's only two games in there right now cuz that's all we actually know. So where's uh Texas Southern? 258. Yeah. All right. I mean, we so, started by the way, we started last season at 164. So that's so, pretty good improvement. Moving on up. One thing I'm not sure about, though, like, I'm, I don't know how... Uh, we ended I, last love... season at 127. 127. So not, yeah. not, not that much so of a drop just a hair below season, that. Yeah. Um, One thing that is a little weird, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure where his numbers are coming from right now. So our um, he's predicting our adjusted uh, offensive efficiency is going to be 99.1. So less than one point per possession. But somehow that's an above above average offense yeah is he and, just like yeah he's got the d1 average at a 98 when yeah, it was 102.4 like, last year 
Yeah. So is he like thinking that offense is really going to suffer this year? Like I'm yeah. a little kind of get him back on, man. That. Yeah. So just for reference, uh, since uh, like d- the D1 average for points for possession has never been that low in the Kempom area, not even close. Like yeah. it's it's been the lowest has been about 102.5, 102.1 in 03 was the lowest. And now he's got this prediction for 98, which makes it's very weird to me. Yeah. Especially after last sure. year, it was at 102.4, which is definitely lower than usual. Last year was the three-point line was extended. That was last year, right? Yeah, so, so he's I think predicting a, that our offense will be worse, but everyone's better, offense, will but be better worse. relative to everyone else. Which, again, I'm, I'm and he was predicting that know. our defense will get worse relative to everyone else. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm look. I'm trying to look in his Twitter feed right now. What the hell's going on, Ken? I'm trying to look on the Twitter feed and see what what's going on with that, but he's. He is not. He's not tweeted recently. Well, he tweeted on November second about USC's McKay Anderson, and how he played his first minute of college basketball on November eighth, twenty thirteen. And if he could find a place to play next season, could play his last minute in March twenty twenty two. So, I don't know how that worked, but apparently there's some guy who's really truly going to have been around for a decade. So, I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Now I'm now I'm all befuddled, man. Yeah, I don't know. Man. This is making for great radio. But yeah, this well, this is what we wanted. We wanted to find out. Yeah, everything well, now we know. on air here. Predicted, predicted to be uh, one and one. Yep, predicted to be one, one and one. one. Although losses predicted for both Oregon State and Colorado, it's just that the probability works well, out. It's, to it's a, a toss up. It's a roundup. Yeah, yeah. toss up with Oregon State. Round up with Colorado, who we already beat this year. Yeah. So. For the national championship. For the national championship. So, yeah. This would have been way more fun if CJ came back, but, you know. Yeah. That's all right. It's going to be fun anyway. I mean, I'm super excited. I know that, uh, you know, the young guys are... I don't know. They're all they're all very intriguing dudes. Intriguing dudes. And they are actually long and athletic. Yeah. They're long not and athletic. Like, they not, legitimately not like are. When you were told they were long and athletic, and they actually weren't. So. And they're intriguing dudes, which don't we all want to be in life? Isn't that a, a goal we should always we strive for, is to be yeah. an intriguing dude? Wyoming, by the way, 198. So that's a game we'll be, we'll be favored. So we'll be favored in all three. Are we definitely playing play. Wyoming? Isn't that the deal? We're hosting a MTE ho- with them? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So we'll play them. Yeah, so we'll play everybody. Okay. But are they all playing in Pullman or is it just like we're playing different places? I, I don't I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work, but but was, if they're teaming up for a multi team event, they're all gonna play each other. So Yeah, that was Goodman reporting that. Which yeah. what is he for Stadium or where is Stadium? Yeah. yeah, he's with Stadium. Yeah, well, he's he's pretty a, lot of, a lot of people are not at ESPN anymore as of today. No, uh, well, they're yeah. I mean, the, I think they're all going to be in jobs until I think the end of the year. But yeah, yeah. Well, not as of today, but uh, we know that they'll be going. Yeah. Which is weird. But yeah. Whatever. Bob anyway. Lee, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Idaho's three thirty-four. <laughs> Hello there. We got it. We, we must end up playing them. 
Right. I, I would think we would have to. Yeah. But yeah, like I bet we'll end up playing, getting a game going on with that. That has to be, man. That's a, gosh, that is the, 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 it's the longest, for the one Palouse, of, it's man. One the of longest the, running the, rivalry east to west, west of the Mississippi. It's either right? that or, is it that one or is it Oregon State? I can't remember. No, it's, it's Idaho. Man. It's Idaho. Yeah. Longest running rivalry west of the Mississippi. We gotta, yeah. We got to play Idaho. That has to happen. <sighs> ah, so anyway, yeah, that's uh, not a whole lot going on there. Yeah. Um, so I, we'll know. It'll be more interesting to talk about once once the so, schedule fills out. So Pac-12. So like, let's let's we'll transition. Um, packed. So we'll transition back to football for a sec. Uh, that's my segue. It's just like we're done with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, Pac-12 season hasn't even started. We've already got our first COVID cancellation. Uh, yeah. So UW uh, will not be playing Cal this weekend. And for the record, it is not UW's fault. It is not UW's fault. But it's pretty great not that the ones who are getting screwed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they were playing the late game, too. I think it was going to be both of us playing those late games. No, I think their game, their game was earlier. Oh, like I can't remember. 4.30 or something. Oh, okay. Four o'clock. Um, but they will not be playing it. It will not be happening because Cal had a a player um, test positive for COVID, and then every other single person in his position group is required to uh, sit out because of that because <laughs> he's yeah. been around them. So they released a statement that said they don't have enough players or the PAC 12 did. They didn't have enough players to play. And it seems like it's not because they don't have 53 players. It seems like, cause there's one specific position where they have zero players. Yes. Yeah, so the position is defensive line. So it was, it was a defensive lineman who tested positive mm-hmm. and okay. So this whole thing is just kind of bizarre. All right. So you and I have made our, our stance on COVID yeah, we've and done responsibility. That like we've made our we've made our position really clear. Okay, great. So now I'm going to surprise everybody by saying like I I don't know what the state of California is doing on yeah, this, this seems and it a seems bit overboard. Like it seems overboard. Um. So okay. So one guy tests positive, and they go about the contact tracing. Okay. So Cal, for their part, says, "Look, we put in a whole bunch of protocols." To make sure that if anybody ever tested positive, that we would be able to say that nobody else in their position group was uh, in close enough proximity to them to trigger the contact tracing quarantine. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you've spent, you know, enough time in close quarters with someone who tests positive, right, you're supposed to quarantine. And that, that goes for everybody. That's not just, like... Cal, that's like you, me, whatever. Like if, you know, if I were at work and somebody tested positive and I had spent, you know, 30 minutes in close proximity to them, they would be like, you should quarantine for 14 days. Okay. So Cal uh, gets this positive test. And then it sounds like the local health authority in Berkeley, like descended on the program. And like started doing interviews about who who was close to them to tr- start determining contact tracing, and then they determined that 
whatever like what whatever protocols Cal had put in place were not sufficient and that all of the players in the position group were now needing to be quarantined because of close contact to this one positive case. And I'm like, okay, so how often is the entire health department of Berkeley descending on a group of people because of a positive test? Like, is this, are they being singled out because they're a football team? Like it's, it all just seems very, um, it all just seems very, very strange. And if Cal had spent as, you know, if they did what they said they did, which I, I have no reason to believe they didn't, you know, went into it with the intentions of making sure that if someone ever did test positive, that they would never have, that they would really, that one person would just have to be sidelined and then everybody else could go along. Yeah. Um, Cal feels blindsided by this deal. And look, California gets made fun of a lot, right? Mm -hmm. About this kind of stuff. Like, and a lot of it, I, I don't think is fair. Uh, but this one, whew, I, I'm having a hard time talking myself into, yeah, this is the good and responsible thing. Like, I'm just like, and I, and I know I tweeted, by the way, if anybody's like, well, you tweeted out, like, I know I tweeted out earlier, the PAC 12 did the right thing. That was before all the details had come out and I didn't know kind of what had happened. I, I just, Hashtag never tweet. Yeah. Like at the beginning I was like, what, did they have a giant house party? Like what happened? You know, that all these people were so close that now they've all got a quarantine, no, it just turned out it was like a position group. Like if you have a positive test and it automatically means your whole position group has to sit out, like you're never going to play, right? Like you're never, ever, ever going to play. So I don't know, man, it seemed overboard and I, I, I'm as cautious as anybody, but, but man, this just, I, I don't know, man, it just, it seemed like a lot. It seems like it, it, this really does to me seem like sort of government run them un, unaccountable government run amok. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll say like, uh, like we're we're looking at putting a B in, a, you know, because she she just desperately needs it, you know, putting her in like a part time daycare yeah. or whatever or hey, preschool. Listen, we've had she the can't, same conversations about our kids. For she's sure. not she's not because she turns three this month. She she couldn't start like preschool, like public preschool or whatever. Not that we might, we don't know if we'll even qualify for it or you know, whatever. Um, so we've been looking today, we visited a couple of preschools around us and like one of the places, um, they had like, like really big, uh, like some of their like restrictions were like, if you have to establish like a, a close bubble, and if you go outside of that bubble, then you can't bring the kid in for 14 days or whatever. And obviously, that's on the honor system, right? Sure. Um, but honestly, a toddler could spoil that for you in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is 100% uh, <laughs> true. Like, you cannot lie to anybody when you've got a toddler. No. <laughs> they, 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 like, they come up they to you repeat like, everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> the preschool people are like, have you been outside of your bubble? No. But, Daddy, what about... She's immediately like, I saw grandma this weekend. Like, shut yeah. up. No, you like, didn't. Shut up. Uh, but yeah, but, that, but that's, you know, that kind of made me think of that. And so, yeah, we, you know, she, she was up front. It was like some parents like can't handle those restrictions. I'm like, okay, like we see, you know, her parents, Amanda's parents. We see my parents, you know, we, we see, you know, my everyone. And so it's like, I don't know if we could go along with that plus the other place like had you know way more lenient hours and things like that so we're gonna go with that one so 
Way to go, uh, preschool that's next to the what? What is a Jewish church called? I, inside, a synagogue. I, I said, well, it wasn't called that though. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was called well, a temple. It was a temple. Oh, okay. So there, it's inside a temple. So, right. so be will get a little. Someone's bit Someone's probably going to email us and say, "There's a difference between a temple and a synagogue." Yeah, and and, and that. So well, this exactly. I'm so sorry. this is this is what we we're talking about. I was like, okay. If she went here, like they do a little bit of like they do they they do some like you know on Friday they do some like they're like we're not a Jewish preschool, but we do a little bit a few things. So I was like, I don't know, she'll learn something new, like she'll learn something different that she would never learn, like in our culture, like she might she'll learn a little Hebrew, like whatever. It's like that sounds okay, that sounds fine, like whatever. It's like outside, you know. Because now we're sitting going like, is this a synagogue or a temple? I don't know what the difference is that. And, and then she'll just, you know, when she's older, she'll correct me because she'll actually know because she went to school yep. there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that just reminded me of that. Like, because that, that was my day, you know, that's part of my day today. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, the, like, okay, so I can't take my kid to preschool for two weeks because she saw her grandma. Like, I, I, I don't think we're going to go that yeah. far and but and, i mean i don't know maybe maybe cal i mean that's the thing like maybe i have finally gotten to a little bit of covid fatigue and maybe well i, I think you know i i absolutely i 100 percent agree know, with you you know maybe, we're all getting there yeah and maybe watching all of these other conferences play and being like well you know nobody's died yet i guess like like i know that that sounds like super horrible and i feel horrible saying it but i'm also like I don't know. I mean, people are getting infected in in these. And I, I mean, know that the point. This sounds pretty bad after what we did talked about totally. with Trevor Lawrence last week. One hundred percent. I know, so, but yes, we're all getting COVID fatigued. Like I, I think everyone. I just feel probably like there's got to be a little I middle think ground. We've all at this point done something, like went in a situation, sure, and then pulled back and been like, probably shouldn't have done that. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. we've all done that at this point. Yeah. And it's become easier to kind of do that because, like, you're just tired of sitting in your house. Yeah. And, like, you're, like, wearing a mask doesn't bother me anymore. I don't even give a shit if I have to wear a mask to go to the grocery store. But I'm also way more likely to go to the grocery store now. Like, I just don't, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm so excited to go outside of the house, like, just to go to Costco, like, whatever. Like, so, yeah, we're all tired of it. So, at the same time, like, you're right. Like, Cal did... Everything I mean, look, they thought Cal, they were supposed yeah. to do, and if then they like, and, good and now they they have to cancel a game, like when they only get six, seven, but it's six like scheduled games, like it's, um, and then plus like you dub, they, they don't get to play the game too, which you know we hate you dub or whatever, but you know I want to see Jimmy like lose his first game, like yeah. come on, yeah, I mean. It, as uh, as I think Kyle Sherwood said on our Slack, you know, it's it's not fair that U Dub's going to be spared from the cow bullshit. Exactly, like, that's not okay. Like U Dub gets cow bullshitted just like we do. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just so weird to me. Like, there's these other, you know, we we talk often about this country. It's just like, you know, all these all these different places and all these different people, and we're like, are we even in the same country? And it's like. You know, there's these other teams across the country that have, you know, 25 guys test positive and they just go, well, they're not available this weekend. And then there's 10,000 people in the stands and there's 10,000 people (laughs) in the stands, you know, like go play their game, you know, and Cal has one fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, okay, we had 25 test positive, but we still have 53 to play. Like it's literally they like 
they have it's to have bananas. like 40 dudes test positive to not play a game. Yeah, it's nuts. And so, you know, and then they got, and I mean, even, you know, Wisconsin like Nick Saban, you know, canceled well, Nick Saban. their game and they, they have, you know, 20 positive tests. I mean, okay, fine. I get that. You've got a massive outbreak. But like, and if you're just no, not wanting to spread it to. Yeah. The other if there's team. no evidence of a massive outbreak, then, then what are you doing? Like, that just doesn't, I don't know, man. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, it's unfortunate and I, I don't know. I, I swear this is not me just being like, well, it's pack 12 now. So let's play. Um, I just like, I don't know, man. It it's just, like if you're doing what you have to do. There, yeah. There's something about like if it's, that story that well, just didn't, it just didn't sit right. If it's really like, stuff I've been like, yeah, let's do it. If this, one this has been, it just didn't sit right. If one positive test on a team can derail a game, a game. Yeah. Then Which, there's by the way, no that reason. Was our, that was our fear at the beginning, right? When we talked yeah. about this shit back in like August, we were like, well, what happens when you get like one positive test, you know? And it was like, oh, you're going to have to like not play a game and like, okay, but well, then what's the, that's like, if that's the, if that's the bar, then what's the point? Like, yeah. why are you trying to play the games? Right. Like, and then every, we, we uh, eventually we came around to the idea as a society that one positive test was not enough to derail an entire game. And so we should go ahead and play. Go ahead and let them play. You know, okay, fine. But it's like, but now we're back to where we were in August, which was thinking, okay, well, one positive test is going to mean nobody can And we'll play. say this is not the Pac-12. It, it, no, no. This is, the, this is California. This is all the city of Berkeley. The city of Berkeley. Yeah. Yes. Like, apparently, they are the one program that is subject to a city health authority and not just a county or state authorities so. berkeley very much living up to its reputation <laughs> yeah it is oh god it's like i that was my first thought was the pac-12 is gonna get laughed off the airwaves oh yeah the rest of the country. i can imagine we're being the like, nicest to them we're being oh, the know. nicest right now i know and i like i get the caution like out of an abundance of caution i mean i get all that okay but, no one ever say that again man, please. please not but you know i mean it's just it's i don't know like like i said i just i read it it just it it just doesn't quite sit right. Um, it seems like maybe that's a little, it's a little too much, man. It's a little too much. And so I feel, you know, I feel bad for, I feel bad for Cal, you know, cause they're sort of at the mercy of this, uh, of this health authority. Um, I don't feel bad at all for Washington because, you know, fuck those guys. So uh, well, I do feel bad you know. for them that they couldn't lose. The game. Yeah. Maybe that part, you know, that they didn't get the joy of losing to Cal this year, but yeah, but you know, I mean, start you know, Pac-12 starting up so late. This is you know, this is the other piece. I mean, the game's canceled. They ain't playing it. There's there's nowhere to put <laughs> yeah. it. They're just not playing it. So, I mean, unless something weird happens and things get start getting pushed back, but um, so far everybody's been pretty committed to not pushing anything back. So, uh, yeah, they're they're gonna try to proceed with this like end of the year as best they can. I think so because you know all the money wrapped up in the in the in the playoff but you know i don't know i mean if anything in the last six months has taught us anything it's it doesn't really matter when anything is but played. Just, like at the same time like <laughs> like play that game in march who cares you know i don't i don't think you like you dub or cow we're not going to contend for this but like i mean maybe they would have i don't know in such a short season but like they're already like that's probably a li- like i don't know i guess you could go five and zero oh and be considered for it i don't know yeah. But like it's you're already behind it right there, because yeah. you've already seen like there's a couple teams that from the Pac-12 that are ranked in the in the 25s and stuff. But 
we're already starting from behind the eight ball here. Like Oregon's going to have to like blow the hell out of whoever they're playing. I can't remember this week to like even to put someone on notice. Like that's that's how like it's going to be like to have to USC or Oregon just destroys their opponent. Yeah, and that and that's I mean somebody's going to have to like just stomp through everybody. Oregon's playing Stanford. That's make a case. Oregon's playing Stanford in Cal. That's in California. That's right. Yeah, but different counties. You know, different counties with uh, Palo Alto and, and Berkeley. So, uh, Speaking of Stanford, sorry, David Shaw, for making fun of you for crying yeah, after losing to WSU. Oh, my gosh. Um, because you donated your blood marrow to your family member to save their life that day. So <laughs> I... I um, Yeah, what a crazy story, huh? Sorry I laughed at you for uh, crying after WSU beat you in 2018. Yeah, so if people didn't haven't seen this story, so we put it in the, the HCA, the Hot Cougar Action this morning. Um, David Shaw, so the morning of our game against them in 2018, David Shaw went and had a procedure done, which was basically meant to um, stimulate uh, stem cell growth. So that then it, the stem cells could be harvested out of his blood and used in a transfusion with his brother, who um, was basically down to his last treatment option uh, for cancer. So uh, so David Shaw had this procedure done and they said basically in the next like 12 hours, your body will start to hurt, your joints will start to hurt, et cetera, et cetera. And then... Um, and then over the next couple of days, you'll be very fatigued. Da, da, da. So basically the, the day of that game, he went and got this thing done. And by the time the game was being played, his joints are starting to hurt and whatever. And basically it sounds to me a lot like, and I'm, I'm no doctor, but I know that, you know, when Tristan had leukemia, um, you know, one of the telltale signs of leukemia is this feel of pressure mm-hmm. on your joints and in your bones, right? Because the cancer cells are growing in these small spaces and pushing outward, Right. And so it sounds like to some degree that's kind of similar to what was being done inside of his blood, where um, where basically there were more of these cells in there pushing out from the inside. And so um, very painful uh, if it's anything like, you know, like leukemia, when that stuff starts to run rampant, those blood cancers. So, um, yeah, later and then later in the week, they basically took his blood out, ran it through a machine and then put it back in without the without the stem cells and then they used the harvested harvested stem cells to treat his brother and uh spoiler alert his brother is uh cancer free now it's a really amazing incredible story and yeah yeah, and i was in tears this morning reading it so yeah david shaw after the game right when we came back and beat him on a last second field goal kind of had this uh cry crying press conference yeah, it seemed like at the time it seemed very weird it seemed very weird it was like dude i know that you haven't beat us for a while but it's not that big of a deal like, yeah you know he just he seemed very emotional about the fact that they couldn't figure out a way to beat mike leach and it was like really like like i don't know man that seems like that seems but, like a weird thing but now to get you're emotional like, about i get it you had a really hard day you and really, you just really wanted this day. good thing to happen like yeah <laughs> You would have loved this good thing to happen when you're this other thing is weighing on your mind and you feel terrible. (laughs) So it's like, oh man, I, 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 uh, I, I know that in my Max Borgie feature last year, I poked fun at at it a little bit as well. So I, 
I, I feel really bad about that um, yeah. now that I know. You know, it's one of those things where I, yeah, I don't feel... Yeah, you're such a jerk. I don't feel bad, like, so bad, because it's like, how could I have known, like, you know, whatever. But it's at the same time, it's like, you know, wow, he w- did something amazing that morning. And, he did. And then we went he out did. and beat him. <laughs> and, like, yeah. whatever. He probably thinks of that as a pretty good day overall. So that's good, you know. So. Yeah. Saved his All brother's right. life, so that's yeah, cool. that's um, that is pretty cool. Yes, that is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So on that note, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, if you got an email for us, podcast vs everyone at gmail dot com. Um, Jeff is pod vs everyone on Twitter. I am at the Craig Powers. Uh, Coog Center is the website. I don't know. You yeah. probably know that if you listen to this. And by the way, we have a huge ass football preview that we've been working through. So, yes. you know, definitely check that out. We oh, got we, a couple I, more we, stories ready to I drop teased on it, Friday. But, I teased it, but we didn't go back to it. Um, Zane has a really good uh, uh, graphic yeah. on yeah. on how uh, um, really, Jake really Dicker good. had the second smallest defensive line in Wyoming, but one of the best defenses in the Mountain West last year. And, you know, of course, we have one of the smallest defensive line in Pac-12. Um, so I encourage you to go see that. Um, we have previews uh, from uh, Kevin Dudley coming, and uh, there's a, a, a. If you love listening to Jeff talk, uh, we have uh, <laughs> another uh, uh, OSU preview on the Coog Center Hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of good stuff, and Jeff's got his uh, his piece on uh, um, how well uh, you know what what should we expect. Uh, from this weird season is coming tomorrow, right, Jeff? Yeah, so probably yeah. when we'll that, whenever they're listening. predictions, too. Staff we'll predictions. Staff, oh, I forgot to fill that out. My bad. Um, you better freaking do that. Oh, I can still do it. I yeah. didn't meet the best deadline. Yeah, okay. I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I haven't done that one Dude, yet. You so. gotta. You gotta G chat me the. Uh, that'll probably. E- that'll probably drop on Saturday. S- send me the link yes. like right now, and so I, I don't All have right. to scroll back and uh, <laughs> slack. So you don't have to find it. So wait, I should have to go find it. So that I can send it to you. Yeah, because so you, you got it. Go you got it. it on your. You just go on to if you go onto your Google Sheets, it'll be one of the most recent oh, viewed. Is that so where I that's find fine. it? Oh, okay. Well, I'll just do that then. Yeah, and and so just do that for me, so I don't have to scroll back through all of our <laughs> all, all of, of our, our election messages. updates in Slack. <laughs> and there's like a thousand of them. <laughs> all right, been a lot. Yeah, so all of that stuff. Check us out. Yeah. Um, we're, I promise I'll be writing more about previews and stuff later. But, All right. You promised. Um, I promised. I, I, I promised you I, wrote, I was going write to a, write a feature, and I didn't. So whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Um, but you got me to talk. So there you I go. did. That's good. All right, man. Okay. Uh, go Cougs. Go Cougs. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.